Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. Well, peace be unto you all. I praise God for this opportunity again. Another chance to be in the house of God. Another chance to be in the land of the living. He woke us up this morning with our minds wanting to serve him. There's people, and I've been there, would wake up in the morning with different intentions for the day. But God has woke us up with the right mind to want to serve him, to want to get closer to him. I was in bed one night and I was turning the Bible on because I... I can't really sleep unless there's noise, so I, if it's too quiet, I, I can't, I can't sleep. And so I need noise. So I play the Bible and I fall asleep, but I fell asleep and I woke up to 1 Timothy chapter 4. But when I heard it, 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 I've read that scripture before, but that time it just was really intense. So I, I got up and I began to search it and there's two things in this scripture we're going to go through the whole chapter eventually not in one session today but in first timothy i'm going to point out a couple of key things first timothy chapter four it says if any man teach these things he will be a good minister of jesus christ this is something if you teach this chapter that you, the things that are in this chapter, you will be called by God a good minister of Jesus Christ. And the last verse of this chapter, it says, Take heed unto yourselves and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt save thyself and them that hear thee. This chapter is very, very there's so much packed into this chapter that if if I can teach you and you can go teach somebody else, then we will be called good ministers of Jesus Christ. And also, we will save ourselves and them that hear us. It got me so excited when I began to read to them. I got stuck on verse 1, and I never made it really past verse 1. So today we'll be on verse 1. Um, we will be covering... Some scriptures, the first, uh, Psalms 18, 14 through 17, Deuteronomy 18, 15, Ezekiel 11, 19 through 20, Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27, Ezekiel 37, 13 through 14, John 20, 21 through 23, 1 Thessalonians 5, 19. Let us pray. 
Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for gathering us together one more time. Thank you, my Father, for this opportunity to eat and to drink with you, my God. Lord, let this seed fall upon good ground and let us bring forth a hundredfold in Jesus' wonderful name. Lord, don't let me say anything that I'm not supposed to say, but bless us to all be spiritual and bless us to spiritually understand what you are saying. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So in 1 Timothy chapter 4, it says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the last times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. The word spirit means wind, breath, a sensible or even violent exhale, mind, cold, tempest, whirlwind. Now, when you think of the Spirit of God, He spoke to His people in all of these different kind of ways. He spoke to them in a call when He, when I think it was Elisha, was uh, said, you know, I'm the only one that is left, and they seek to take my life as well. And He went, and He made a big crash, and He wasn't in the crash. And He rent the rocks, and He wasn't in the rocks. And then at the end, it was a little tiny whirlwind but he wasn't even in that and then then it was a still small voice so God can get your attention in many different kind of ways and in Psalms we're going to read Psalms real quick Psalms 18 14 through 17 he sent out his arrows and scattered them and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them then the channels of waters were seen and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me. For they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. So the word spirit means breath. At the breath of God's nostrils, when, when people get him so angry, and mainly what gets God that angry is when somebody hurts his children. God is a God. He's our father. He's our king. He's everything that we need, and he protects us. And when somebody hurts his children, the Bible says that he will get up and he will breathe and when he breathes when he's angry the coals will be kindled by it the breath of god is powerful but not only does it consume iniquity the breath of god also gets you prepared to receive the gifts that god has for you when his disciples were with him jesus breathed on them and said receive ye the holy ghost so the breath of God is very, very powerful. It will consume anything that's not godly. It will burn up coals that you didn't think could get burned up. But at the same time, it will prepare you to receive what God has in store for you. And right now the Bible says that now the Spirit speaketh expressly. What this means is that God is talking to you with full attention with all his authority he wants to get this into our head into our mind i looked up that word spirit i looked up the word expressly i looked up the, these words in the concordance to the fullest extent that i could look and this is the only chapter throughout the bible 
that is so, so certain about what it's saying. Throughout the whole Bible, not one chapter did God say, I am expressly telling you this except for this chapter. The word speaketh means to break silence. Get someone's attention. When you have a whole bunch of people in a room and there's a lot of chaos, sometimes they will shoot a gun if they have one to get your attention. But a lot of times they will grab the mic or the xylophone or whatever and begin to speak to stop the, the, the confusion, to stop all the chaos. They want to get your attention to provide a solution for what's going on. That's what this chapter is saying, that God is trying to get our attention to give us a solution of why the church is not being successful like it should be. He's giving us a solution to get his own attention so he can move in the church. He's giving it to us with all authority and all attention. You guys get this right. And this is the only chapter that it says, and the Spirit speaketh expressly. It's the only chapter I looked for hours trying to prove that there was more than that had this same, but there's not. There's a lot of commandments, a lot of laws, and if a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. But in this chapter, sometimes when you're talking to your child, you say, look and pay attention. You don't say that to everything you tell your child. But if it's something of very much importance, you want them to pay attention. This chapter, he's saying, I want you to pay attention to what I'm saying. Don't just read it and listen. I want you to pay attention. The word expressly means used with great latitude. The word expressly means a commandment. So he's saying, I, the Spirit, is commanding you to teach these things. That word expressly means call. The Bible said that I call you young men because you are strong. It means to appoint. We all have an appointed thing, an appointed season, an appointed time, an appointed task that we must do in this life. God did not create us for no reason. And one of the things that we are appointed to do is to teach these things. It means a vouch. The word avouch means affirm. The word affirm means to state as a fact. When we read this, we need to state them as a fact that this is the way that God wants us to live. Amen. Don't waver, don't negotiate, don't compromise, don't water it down, don't push it aside, but to speak it as a fact that this is the way God wants us to live. The word expressly means to assert strongly and publicly he doesn't want us to keep the knowledge that he's given us to ourselves he says i want you to go out and to preach everywhere teaching the people baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and the holy ghost he's telling you i want you to go do this don't keep it to yourself don't be quiet don't be silent don't be shy don't be weak be strong be vigilant be courageous go out there and tell these people what this is all about it means to bid 
He, God bids us to do a lot of things. And one of them is to teach this chapter. It means certify. You know, you can certify a lot of different things in some people's names. You go buy something and it is certified by Nike, which means they will back up their product. When we go and we preach the word of God, we need to certify it in the name of Jesus and he will back up everything that we are saying. He said about Samuel, Samuel, yes, he said none of his words fell to the ground. When you certify what God is telling you to say in the name of Jesus, everything will be established. You don't have to waver. You don't have to worry. Some people are going to listen. Some people are going to shun you off. Some people are going to mock you. Some people are going to call you liars. Some people are going to just straight turn their back. But you know that Jesus is the one that certified you to speak in his name and to tell those that will listen so that one day we will see his face in peace. You have to certify what you are saying in the name of Jesus. They used to take the king's ring and he would take it off his hand and he would stamp whatever was certified in the king's name that it could not be broken or changed. When we preach the gospel in the name of Jesus Christ, it cannot be broken or changed. We need to do this in the name of Jesus Christ. It also means challenge. God challenges us. And there's a couple of scriptures that he said. One of them, he said, give your tithes and offerings and prove whether I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Another one is children, obey your parents in the Lord in all things. And this is the first commandment with promise. He challenges all of us to do things in our life but he's challenging us in this one chapter he's really expressly telling us i challenge you to go and teach these things and then you will be a good servant of jesus christ you know there's more than one way to preach this gospel i was thinking and the scriptures kept coming to me because uh it, the bible says that not everybody is going to preach. Not everybody is going to have the gift of healing. Not everybody is going to have the gift of prophecy. Not everybody does. But everybody is a minister of Jesus Christ in one way or another. For instance, if not all of us are called to be a pastor, but I'm up here and I preach these things. When you agree and say, yes, that's what the Bible says. This is the way we're following. You are all preaching the exact same thing. So if you know, I don't want to believe that I don't do this, I'm not, then you're not preaching the same thing. So when we are in one accord, we are all in one accord in the same thing, being all good ministers of Jesus Christ. You don't have to be called to be a pastor to preach the gospel. You just have to agree with the truth and you'll be preaching the gospel. Your life will be showing what you believe. Your life will be showing who Jesus really is. You don't have to be ordained. You have to be called, which God has already called all of us. An, ordained, an ordination is only something that man does for a little bit of money and a piece of paper, but the calling is from God. You could be an ordained whatever and not called by God. 
don't do you no good. But if you are called by God, in which we all are, we can preach the gospel. We can be good servants of Jesus Christ. It means to charge. God is charging us to do these things. It means demand. He's not only charging us, he's not only counseling us, but he's also demanding that it be done. Sometimes when your child listens, you say, don't do that. But after a while, you give them a demand. You better not do that because they're not listening to the counsel. They're not listening to your guidance. So then you have to make it strict. You better not do that. And that's what God says, go and preach. And then sometimes he says, you better go and teach this because when we don't teach these things the churches get all messed up everything gets all out of control when we don't teach what we're supposed to teach it's a demand but also not only a demand it is a desire god desires for us to teach these things and he wants us to be determined to do his will we have to be steadfast and determined to be a good servant of Jesus Christ. And then we will desire to do these things as well. When you want something bad enough in life, you will go to the extreme to get it. Rain, sunshine, snow, sleep, hot, cold, it doesn't matter. People could talk about you. They could hate you. It doesn't matter. They used to say, well, you're going to disintegrate your lungs your, or your liver and you're going to smoke out your lungs. And they had a lot of very good advice for me to stop drinking and smoking. But I was so determined to get drunk. There was nothing that was going to stop me. I have walked in the snow to go get a cigarette. I have walked in the rain to go get a drink. I have never been stopped when I wanted to get that drink. We're supposed to be more determined in the word of God to preach the truth to God's people that nothing will stop us. They beat Jesus, they spit in his face, they crucified him, and when he was on the cross, he still was saving souls. He still said, behold your mother and behold your son. He still said, this day will you be with me in paradise. It nothing was able to stop him. And it's supposed to be that way with us. Nothing is supposed to stop us. They told Paul, whoever's wearing this girdle is going to be bound and thrown in prison. And they told him, you know what, don't go because they're going to lock you up. Because we know that this man is a prophet. He is telling the truth. You are going to prison. And Paul said, you break my heart. I'm not willing to go to prison. I'm ready to die for the gospel. Don't be crying over me for prison. I'm ready to die for the gospel. That's how determined Paul was to preach the gospel. That's how determined we're supposed to be. Ready to die for the gospel. God is telling us that he intends for us to plainly publish his word. That word plainly means don't add stuff that's not supposed to be there. Don't twist the scriptures. Don't make it suitable to do what you want to do in the flesh. Don't take away from it because it was too meaty. Don't add because you thought it was too light. Don't sweeten up the deal with some honey. He said plainly publish it. The way I gave it to you give it to other people. The way I wrote it, preach it. 
Don't add, don't take away. Because he said, if you add, I'm going to add to you the plagues that are written. And if you take away, I'm going to take away your portion in the Lamb's book of life. Don't add and don't take away. He intends for us to preach this gospel plainly and publicly. We are required to preach this. Expressly means required. It means distinctly specified. We need to specifically preach what is written. Don't add and don't take away. And this is why God stuck on those three things. Because there's a lot in this. God is so focused on wanting us to teach the right thing. Why? Because continue on in that verse. It says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the last time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. They call this new thing um, that it's a new religion that I, not brand, brand new because I heard it in North Carolina. But in North Carolina, it was really new. And it's called the New Age Religion. That religion is horrible. I went into that religion. I wanted to see what it was about. And God told me, don't look into this religion of how bad that religion is. It's a horrible religion. And it's called the New Age. Don't, don't follow that one. Don't look into it. Don't go for it. It's a demonic, really bad religion religion but it looks good sounds good and they use bible verses too and the bible says in the last days they're going to be taken away by seducing spirits the devil making himself look like god and oh this is the way and this is the truth and when it satisfies your flesh that should be a very big red flag if my flesh likes it then god must hate it because my flesh and god are not friends we're enemies and the Bible says it can't be his friend. It can't be subject to God. So if you hear somebody say something about the Bible and your flesh says, yes, this is the way you really need to check it because your spirit needs to agree, not your flesh. If your flesh agrees, it's dangerous because that means that you're agreeing with the devil because God don't like that. Your flesh will never be friends with God, ever. You have to put it in subjections. You have to kill the flesh. You have to live in the spirit. But the closer you get to God, when God breathes on you and says, receive ye the Holy Ghost, the more you can begin to understand right from wrong what is spiritual versus the flesh, you can begin to understand something. The Bible says that Jesus said uh, to his disciples, receive the Holy Ghost after he breathed on them. We're going to recap just a little bit because I almost gave you the whole sermon without letting you read anything. Deuteronomy 18.15. This message got me so riled up, man. It's, it does, man. It, <laughs> this message. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken. Now, see, back then in the children of, when the children of Israel were there, they were supposed to be following the law and, and they, they couldn't. Now, when God, when you read this as a God is saying, I expressly tell you to go and preach, it is impossible for us to do it in the flesh. You can't. But Moses said, God is going to raise you up a prophet that like me, him you need to hearken to. Why? Because not only Jesus, Moses was walking with the children of Israel. Now Jesus can live in you. 
you don't see him in the flesh anymore. You don't have the lamb that you go and sacrifice and then the sacrifice is over and you go on and your conscience is still dirty because of the sin that you keep on doing. Now, you have Jesus living in you. He's living with you. You're never alone. Now you can be bold in the faith because you got Jesus with you. You don't have to put it away and the sacrifice is over. Now we live a living sacrifice every day all day nothing but rejoicing in the lord hard times you got jesus easy times you got jesus sad times you got jesus you don't never have to be alone anymore he raised up jesus that prophet so it would be possible for us to preach the gospel for it to be possible for us to be bold in the spirit of truth we're going to Ezekiel 11, 19 through 20. And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, and will give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinances and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. See, from the very beginning, God was already made a way. Because he already knew you cannot do it with the spirit of the flesh. You cannot do it with the spirit of the devil. Because when Adam ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he opened that door. We no longer had that good, beautiful spirit of God to communicate with God once Adam did that. But he said, I'm going to take away the stony heart and I'm going to give you a new one. And I'm going to give you a new spirit in you. And that is the only way that we can preach the gospel is when Jesus makes all things new. Because we can't do it in the old. Now all things are become new. We're going to Ezekiel 37 or 36, 25 through 27. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. See, only when you have the spirit of God can you keep his commandments. Only when you have the spirit of God can you be obedient to God. And what did Jesus do? He breathed on his disciples. If God does not breathe on you, you cannot commit, fulfill the promises or the commandments. You cannot unless the breath of God abides in you. And when the breath of God abides in you, then you have the spirit of God. Then you will have the mind of Christ. Then you will begin to talk just like him. You will begin to act just like him the miracles that are done they're done through you by him because he lives in you if he doesn't pour out his spirit upon you it's impossible it'll never happen but once he does things change everything begins to change you can go to walmart and walmart looks different the more god keeps pouring out his spirit upon you because things change when the spirit of god is in you now if you're still attracted to the things of the flesh then you need some adjustments to do because you need God to come on, Lord, I really need this. As I, you can't mix bad and good. You want Jesus? The more you'll read this. This is not only the bread of life. This is the breath of God. This is Jesus. So if you want the breath of God to be in you, then pick up the Bible and read it and meditate in it and search it 
and the more Jesus you will have. And the more you have in will come out. Then nothing will be impossible for you because it's not you, it's Jesus. So then nothing will be impossible. Then you can pray and God will answer because he's not listening to the old L and he's listening to his son Jesus that lives there. Then when you ask God, I need help, you got what did Jesus say? Don't you know I can call for 12 legions of angels if I didn't want to be on the cross? Guess what? Now you're going through some, what do you got access to? 12 legions of angels you can't lose. It's impossible. One of them killed 200,000 in one night. So you can't lose. When you got the spirit of God, you, you have access to call for his angels when you need help. So we shouldn't lose. We lose because we haven't really held on to the Bible yet. We're still kind of throwing some bad in and then we throw good in and then we throw a little bad in and then we throw good in. When we, once we stop and just start putting good in, oh man, you'll be unstoppable because Jesus is unstoppable. Can't get him. We're going to John, Ezekiel 37, 13 through 14. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. See, now the Spirit speaketh expressly. The Bible is saying, I'm going to pour my spirit on you. He said, when you were in your graves, what does it say later on? Yet when we were dead in our sin, our sin was our grave and we were dead in it. But God loved us so much that he sent his son to get us out of that grave, to get us out of the sin. And then he gave us a charge, go and preach the gospel. So just like you came out of your grave, they can all come out of their graves, whoever will listen. What happened to Lazarus? They doubted him. They said, by this time, he stinks. Some people will doubt you, and they will say, you done went too far. It's not going to happen. You're too far out. But let me tell you something when Jesus gets on the scene. When Jesus is on the scene, there is no such thing as too far. The only time it's too far is when you let God say, I'm going to give you a reprobate mind because you didn't want to listen for so long because you pushed God away. Then he says, I'm going to give you into a reprobate mind to believe a lie and be deaf. He won't forgive you again. If you blaspheme the Holy Ghost, he said, you won't be forgiven now or then. But besides those two things, when Jesus is on the scene, there's not a problem that's too big. They said by this time he stinks. Move the stone. Let, let me, let me. Now what fascinates me about that is he says move the stone. Because if you have a stony heart, you can't listen. You can't understand. You can't see. But when you break up your follow ground and you move that stone, Jesus can say anything and it will come to pass. Though you were dead in your sins, yet he brought you back to life. Because Jesus can do anything. We're going to John 20, 21 through 23. John chapter 20, 20 verse 21 through 23. Then said Jesus to them again, peace be unto you. As my father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. 
See, when you have the power of God, when you have the breath of God, you can even do what Jesus did. And if you forgive somebody's sins, God will forgive them. Why? Because it's not you forgiving that person. It's Jesus in you forgiving that person. He just allowed, did it through you. And when you don't forgive them and you say, you know, your sins will stay with you, Jesus will say the same thing. Why? Because Jesus is saying it, not you. When we deny our flesh, then the spirit can work all the way and there is no boundaries with jesus when we let him do the fullness in us there is no boundaries what did paul say he said i turned him over to satan for the destruction of their flesh that their soul might be saved you have such power when you got jesus till he jesus told him you don't even know what kind of power you're dealing with you have no idea what kind of power that I have. You can't just be running around killing people just because you saw I did it to somebody else. That doesn't mean you run around because if you say it, it will happen when you got Jesus. So he says you can't lay hands suddenly on no man. Don't be trying to kill people. I came to give life, not kill. Because they said, Lord, should we call fire down from heaven? No, you can because you have that kind of power that will let you out. But no, that's not what it's used for. So when we have Jesus, we are unstoppable in Christ. But when we don't have Jesus, we're nothing. We're nothing. He needs to breathe on us. And I believe he already has. I've heard some of you guys' scriptures that you'll be reading some of the stuff. Hmm. This didn't, this didn't come from the flesh. I know that much for sure. It stumped me a couple times. What? Let me see. I had to go back and look. So where'd you guys get that from? I used to tell Mark all the time, how did you get that? Because, you know, the Holy Ghost will explain to people differently what he's meaning. But it all points to the exact same thing when you have the breath of God. When you have the Spirit of God, you can do these things. First Thessalonians 5.19 quench not the spirit quench not the spirit which means sometimes when god tells you to say something to somebody and you say well i can't because i don't want to hurt them you're hindering the spirit from moving because when we look on the flesh and we don't want to hurt the flesh god is not looking at the flesh he's looking at that person's soul and if you would have told that person you're going the wrong direction and they would have changed you would have saved their soul but because you worried about what their flesh would think you quenched the spirit and didn't let it move when god puts it on your heart to say something say it when he puts it on your heart to do something do it when he gives you something just don't neglect it don't quench the spirit if you're in church and you want to say amen don't look around and say there's three people i can't say amen don't do that because you're quenching the spirit i'm telling you from experience i've been in church those too few people you know there's no way now if there's a lot of people then i go that that's not what god is looking for he's looking for you you and god have a, re a relationship you and God have a connection. When you play, that's like God's child playing. When you praise him, he gets excited. He does, You don't want God to say, well, I will bless you if there's 100 people in the building. Then, then I got you. But there's too few people I can't bless you. Then we, we would be toast. We wouldn't have anything. Sometimes it's only you and God, and it feels like the whole world is against you. But you got Jesus. He doesn't worry about what everybody else thinks. He is with you. So when he says, say amen. Uh, can't do that number. Don't quench the spirit. Say amen. Lift your hand. Praise the Lord. Give him what he deserves. All of it. I, I'm not saying do it in one day because it took me 22 years. I'm not saying take 22 years. But 
push towards that, that you're not embarrassed, that you're not ashamed, that you don't quench the spirit. Because when we quench the spirit, it quenches everything that God had for us. All of it. Every single thing. Because when the spirit stops, all the blessings and everything else stops too. Because you can't get them without the spirit of God. You can't. So when you quench it, means you put it out, means you put it to stop. You stopped everything else for yourself. Don't quench the spirit. Let it go. Don't be afraid of people's faces. Don't just go and rebuke somebody with hatred and anger. I'm not saying that. But if you see somebody overtaken in the fall, talk to them. If they don't listen, well, then that's up to them and God. But at least you didn't let the spirit stop. You let it go. Because you have no idea. They might turn you down and hate you today. But if that little seed got a little grit, before you know it, they'll be bad. <laughs> you know, they'll be bad. Because it will grow. It will grow. So don't quench the spirit. Whatever you do, don't quench the spirit. Let it flow through you. And you will see you are unstoppable in Jesus Christ. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. We're going to open the altar if anybody needs prayer. My prayer request today is that God blesses me to listen and not quench the spirit to be bold to speak with love and kindness but not worrying about what the flesh may or may not think but to save souls we're not here to save the flesh that's impossible we're here to save the souls thank you heavenly father for another day thank you my god for gathering us together one more time Thank you, my thank Father, you, for Jesus. blessing us thank to have an opportunity you, to come and to eat of the bread of yes, life. Lord. Thank you, my Father, for granting us this privilege, thank O Lord you, God, Jesus. to eat of the tree yes. of life, to yes, drink Lord. of the living water, my God. If it wasn't for you, there would be Jesus, no us. Jesus. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be able to preach. We wouldn't be able to sing. We wouldn't be able to work. We couldn't do anything. Because without you, nothing is possible. We have to have you, my God. We need you. We got to have you. And Lord, we want you to help us to be a delight when we read your word. Let it be so delightful when we pick up the Bible, Lord. Don't let the devil speak into our ears. And tell us that it's boring. Tell us that this bread is light bread. Lord, we don't want to load the bread. We want to enjoy the bread of life. When we read, bless us to get the joy of the Lord. Blessed my Father, my God, uh, that every time we touch the Bible, uh, yes. our spirit will rejoice. Yes. Uh, every rejoice. time we read, uh, our heart will yes. shout for joy. Yes, every Lord. time Hallelujah. we meditate, uh, we will get so excited. Uh, yes. In the mighty name of Jesus, uh, for my God, you are the only one uh, that has the eternal life. Oh, yes. uh, my Father, Jesus. bless us every time we read, yes, my God. Uh, every time time we yes, hear Lord, what yes. the word says God if Jesus, somebody's Jesus. reading and we hear it my God yes, Lord bless us oh Lord God to begin to rejoice yes. to understand yes, what Lord. you have written in the in mighty name, name of Jesus. Jesus for my God your word is a light yes, and Lord. we cannot a see lamp. without your word oh, my Jesus. God your word is a lamp, a lamp unto our feet your word is our direction, our direction in which way we must go yes, your Lord. word is a bread of life yes, bread in which life. we live oh, your word Jesus. is healing yes. in which we get healed healing. My Father, there is power, power in your word, and we thank, thank 
in your word. There is forgiveness in your word. There's love in your word, my God. Everything that we need, you got it. And we thank you and we praise you, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, from this moment forward, my God, open our spiritual eyes that when we read your word, we will understand it. Lord, that the desire will increase as the days go by, my God, that we will be able to teach others about your love, about your commandments. In the name of Jesus, my Father, bless us to, oh Lord God, to rise every single day with the desire to get closer to you, with the desire to understand you more, with the desire to read and to talk to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us joy. Lord, open up our ears, my God, that we will hear what thus saith the Lord. So we will not be drawn away by every spirit, my God, but we will know your voice in the name of Jesus. My Father, let your word be a delight unto us. Let it be a joy to us in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you and I praise thank you, you Lord God. Thank Lord, you, I find every yes. work of Satan yes. that every comes to destroy, yes. that comes to get our attention. Oh, you come against us with the undesire oh, yes. to read. You come oh, against Jesus. us with the undesire to pray. But we come against you against in the you. name of the in Lord. The of the and Lord. we want to pray. Yes. We want to read. We want to serve the most high God Lord teach us how to be good servants of the most high God teach us my God how to walk up right before you in the mighty name of Jesus Lord let this word sink down in the heart let it be good ground move any stone move anything that will hinder us from listening move everything that will hinder us from paying attention to you my God Lord Jesus help us Jesus Lord breathe on us the breath of life in the name of Jesus breathe on on each and every one of us oh Lord Lord God the breath of life that your breath will abide in us that we will talk like you that we will walk like you you. that we will act just like you we will look at the world like you look at it we will look Look at each other like you look at us, God. We will hate sin and love righteousness. Lord, my God, we will not have respect to persons. My God, teach us how to be just like you, oh Lord God. To be like you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for these precious moments, my God. Keep us. Under the shadows of your wings, until the danger passes by, my God. Lord, bless us to stand up for the rest of this week until we meet again with boldness, not with hatred, but with love and compassion, but boldness to say right is right and wrong is wrong so we can pull the people out of the fire. You can talk to your people through us. You can pull them out of the fire through us. You can heal through us, my God, whatever you want to do. Make us vessels of use. 
fit for the master's use in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord, I thank you when I praise you for this time. Yes, Lord. My yes, Father, Lord. be with us and keep us, oh Lord God, Jesus, until we meet again, my yes, God. Yes, Lord. Lord, bless us. Bless all those that could not be here today. Oh, yes, Bless Lord. them, my God, and yes. keep them and strengthen them and yes, bring them again yes, in Lord. the name of Jesus. Lord, Jesus. those that chose not to be. Lord, you know what you're doing in their lives. Uh, but Lord, don't stop knocking. Uh, oh, my Father, Lord. some of us are a little hard of opening Jesus, the door. Uh, but I'm asking Jesus. that you don't stop knocking uh, oh, until we open the yes. door, God. Uh, yes, Lord, Lord, you are the only one the only that one. can get our attention. Yes. Uh, you're the yes. only one uh, that can pull us one, out of a situation. Yes. Uh, you're the only the one only that one. knows just how we feel. Yes, uh, you know you. why uh, we are where we are. You know. You know how we got there. You so do. you know how to bring us out all yes, right. Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Lord, remember all your saints everywhere, yes, my God. Lord. Remember the leaders of the churches. Yes, remember Lord. the leaders of this world. Ooh. Bless the leaders yes, to lead a quiet and a peaceful yes, life. Lord, yes, Lord God Almighty, Jesus. bless us, Lord God, to feed your people yes, Lord, what yes. we're supposed to feed yes, them. Lord. Don't let it be that we act like we have authority and power over your people but we are servants to serve your children we are servants to feed your children feed us that we can feed them in the mighty name of Jesus Lord bless us to be a doer of the work and not a hearer only in Jesus wonderful mighty name Thank, thank you, my you. God. Thank you, thank Lord. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are so wonderful and worthy to Hallelujah. be praised. Lord, thank I just want to say thank, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank, thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, thank you, Amen. Lord. The word of God that you have heard and received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you, may he keep you, may he shine his face always upon you, and may he forever keep you in 